mischievous fool had replaced the clock with a Beastie Boys song, and you said you looked at the, you went to check the time, and you're like, oh, it's time to get ill. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men, the only podcast where we break down minute by minute the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In. Hello, I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge, and I'm Emily Monkey Town, and we're going to talk about minute 27. Minute 27 of this goddamn ape film yes and we're also going to talk about a little movie film by the name of diard diard uh you've you chose this pairing so at some point you'll you'll i think a ghost just happened to me did you get a tap or a grab what was it Ooh, that's a ooh, that's a mysterious one yeah i do i want to apologize up front i'm i'm ill yeah it's it can be heard you went I'm to go check sorry. the uh <laughs> <laughs> no you can't you can't do the same joke what <laughs> from the pre-show they haven't heard it <laughs> go to patreon.com slash dunston to hear the punchline to that joke i was doing dunston with an o yeah uh what's up we're talking you're sick yeah yeah, yeah. um you're you've, you're drinking a cup of tea what 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 brand what flavor tea is that uh, on the little thing, is it it's yogi? a yogi. I thought I saw that yogi logo. It's the throat comfort. Logi, yogi throat. Uh huh. Comfort. Okay. That's the full full title. Do you want to talk about minute twenty seven? Yeah. We hey, got... you know whose favorite number is twenty seven? Mark David this is, Chapman. This is not a joke. Oh, this okay. is just a true fact. Just a true fact. Give weird, it to me. Weird Al. That's okay. why anytime he uses a number in a song, like uh-huh. he just needs a random number, he always goes to twenty seven. You'll notice that if you listen to his music. But then doesn't he always have to rhyme it? Not uh, not always. It doesn't always land at the end of a... Yeah. Okay. All right, then. We see you, Al. <laughs> uh, Dunstan think... What? Dunstan does, does think, he, yes. He puts his hand to his chin. And he think. And he does a real... He kind of... He, he, he sets his jaw in a certain way. Yeah. He lets out a little... Yeah. Because he sure. notices something. He notices a box. That he missed before. Yeah. And what's in the box? Well, he first, he sort of does what I would... He does a, a sort of... He, he does an arms up walk to the box. Sure. Which is fun. D- doesn't he mostly arms up walk? I Maybe. Okay. It, it's fun when he walks. It is. I like it. He walks over to the box. Yeah. And then I have this note. He touched the box. It opened. Yeah. He just touched the box and it opened. He kind of taps it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it does appear to have a keyhole. It's uh, Well, yeah. What I'm saying is this box seems to be a specifically rigged so that an orangutan could open it. Yeah. That's odd. Which, hey. Great if you're making a movie called Dunstan Checks In. Bad if your name is uh, Mrs. Whoever and Delacroce and you're trying to keep your jewels safe. Yeah. Bad bad call by Mrs. Delacroce. You would especially think that she would lock the box. Sure. And then even then someone could take the box. Yeah. So she should be using either the, if there's not an in-room safe... I think I think from Hotels an earlier minute have a yeah they'll have a safe word. Y- yeah. yeah, I think there was an earlier minute where we had uh, a gleaned a detail that the Majestic Hotel has its own safe that you can put your stuff in. Yeah, that's like in the lobby or something or in the basement. Yeah, so I wouldn't think it would just be in the lobby. Mrs. Delacroce screwed up here. Yeah, it could be like behind the desk in the lobby. You know, or maybe she has even more powerful jewels. In the hotel basement. Right. She has the infinity gems in the hotel basement. I was going to say the chaos emeralds. We, we have just learned what kind of nerds you and I both are. <laughs> Honestly, that's perfect. I love it. Uh, 
so there's a lot of diamonds and jewels in this fucking box. Yes. Like it's stuffed. Like yeah, it is jam packed. It's like it's like jokingly stuffed. Yeah. Like it is it is equivalent to uh, Well, and I will say. Huh. This is one I want to talk about Die Hard. Okay. Well, let me let me do this first. Okay. It is equivalent to in a children's cartoon when pirates dig up a fucking treasure chest and open it and it is spilling out with doubloons and rubies and shit. Yeah. Like, agree. It is comical. Yes. How many gems are in there? Yes. Let's talk about Die Hard. Okay, so there's two reasons I picked Die Hard, actually. One is that, in general, with, with this whole this whole suite of minutes, I'm looking for movies where peril happens in a tall building. Okay. Because that's kind of the theme of these minutes. Uh-huh. And you would agree that that definitely fits the case with Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when Dunstan opens this box... A light shines on, which let's talk about this flashlight. Let's go, actually, let's go back to Dunstan Checks Men for just a second. Okay. What is very clearly just a flashlight is shining on this box. Yeah. It's like part of the reveal. So I'm like, is this supposed to be like a diegetic light? Is this supposed, this light supposed to exist in the world or is this just part of the presentation? Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There is a flashlight in the room in the movie. Yeah. But the movement of the flashlight on the box very, very obviously does not line up with the movement of Dunstan's flashlight on his helmet. Yeah. Which is just sort of frustrating. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Okay. But the point is there's this big, like, lighted, dramatic reveal of all the jewels. And what it reminded me of was a was a dramatic reveal of a vault opening. Mm. And I'm thinking, what what's a movie that has a shot like that in it? And my first thought was Die Hard. Huh. Because there is a vault opening shot in the film. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that one. I thought you were connecting it to Die Hard because he does climb the wall again. Yeah. And there is, I mean, he does do the steel, and that's part of Die Hard. Yeah. I was really reaching for what the connection was. <laughs> no, here. that 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 ins that that for some reason that I don't know. I always I that <clears throat> shot in Die Hard has stuck in my memory since I was a child, mm. and it's instantly what I thought of when I saw the box being opened. Yeah, I will say when when I watched it again for this for this podcast. Well, let me ask the, you this. Huh? When was the last time you watched Die Hard prior to this? Oh, only actually only a few years ago. Okay. Uh, I watched it with uh, uh, I can't believe you weren't there it was some, some mutual friends and the real funny thing was uh, uh, our, our mutual friend she said you're oh, talking this- about the, the Charles Dickens novel sure the, the novel said to you that's wow yeah that's wow <laughs> I'm sorry I'm gonna go to sleep now I'm the one who's sick <laughs> and you're, you're struggling uh, she said oh this movie's pretty short huh it's like over two hours. It's like two hours and 13 minutes. That's, I would, I mean, you, uh, hey, old fucking long, long movie Pete over here. Yeah. You, you, haven't you said that that's like your ideal length for a movie? No, my ideal length is 100 minutes. That's an hour 40. Okay. Okay. My ideal length mm-hmm. is, as you know, 85 minutes. Yeah. I would say anything 90, well, anything, well, I'd say anything less than my ideal length is short. Okay. And I like that. Yeah. That's fine with me. But how is that not... If you like that, how is the, how is the shorter version not your ideal? No, because you need to you need to say enough. Okay, but no. Shut up. No. I'm going to take you to fucking task for this. If 100 minutes is the ideal, yeah. then you shouldn't like anything less or more than that. You can like things that aren't ideal. Yeah, but as you, you say as a blanket statement, you like when a movie is shorter than your ideal. Then your ideal is not your ideal. Hmm. I, it it wavers. Okay, but yeah, two hours and thirteen minutes is not a short movie. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't call Die Hard a long movie either, though. It sometimes it feels long. I don't agree with that. I think it moves pretty fast. 
I, I guess. think uh, like uh, like I think much like Argyle, yeah. this movie moves pretty fast. I you know I love Argyle. Argyle's great. He's no, great. Nobody doesn't love Argyle. Yeah. He's a great character. I would have liked to see Argyle come back in, in Die Hard 3. Oh, yeah. Because he says he used to be a cab driver. I could see him having moved to New York and gone back to cab driving. Oh, that would have been nuts. Right? Wouldn't that have been, been good? Great. It's sad what happened to Die Hard after 3, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, they bring uh, they bring back Powell in Die Hard 2, which is like set in Washington, D.C. John McClane just like calls him for no reason. Mm-hmm. I think Die Hard 2 is buck wild and bad. People don't people give get Die Hard 2 too much credit. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the reason why he calls Powell is because um, for some reason, Die Hard 2 really leans into John McClane being like a technophobe. Mm. And there's like a part where he doesn't understand faxes or something. And so he calls his friend Al Powell in L.A. to help him out. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll say of of the Die Hards, I've seen three the most. I might agree with that. Uh, For two, myself. And, I, might, I might also be the same way, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. But of, of the original trilogy, I'll say yeah. I've seen three the most, two the least. Yeah, I would, I would also agree with that. And then of the same new here. ones, I've seen them one each and they can go. They're they're gone. Number five is real bad. That's a real bad movie. Which, which is the one with... See, I can't even... They're just nothing, right? Yeah. Is five the most recent one or was there a six? I believe five was the most recent one. I will say five to me is noticeably worse than four even. Four there's... to me is like a passable action movie that just doesn't really feel like Die Hard at all. Yeah. But five is true trash. Yeah, yeah. There's... I. Is five? I mean, if if a six one exists, then it's what I'm describing right now. So here's there's what I'm a part saying. where he drives like a car through traffic in russia and destroys other cars and kills people well five is five is russia five is russia five is russia with his son jai courtney Mm. and um four is somehow washington dc again yeah four Um, is washington dc and with his daughter mary elizabeth weinstead yeah doesn't she show up for a brief second in five uh i don't know i don't think so i think she was like i'm not um over this guy yeah good, good i think good call. She, i think she i think they called her and she was like no you don't understand i was at the start of my career when i did die hard four i am better than this now yeah called yeah. jai courtney <laughs> <laughs> and now they're both um dc characters jai courtney is mr boomerang that's true who's my elizabeth winston she's isn't she gonna be the huntress is she yeah, I love the Huntress. I don't know DC well enough to even know who the Huntress is. Oh, because I, I, no I think she's going to be in the Birds about. of Prey movie. Okay. And uh, she's going to be the Huntress. The Huntress is um, she's like uh, she's like uh, she was like the daughter of a mafia clan, and then they um, they like killed her whole family, and she managed to survive. So then she's seeking revenge on them. I, I thought you care. were going to pull the. Uh, that that video clip that we pull on each other when we're talking about something. <laughs> I was doing. I was really setting you up. I was really letting you do it. Uh, for the listener who doesn't know, there is a specific video clip of uh, Anthony Hopkins just sort of mugging for the camera while manic music plays. Yeah. That somehow became. <laughs> the joke is that whenever one of us has sort of just <laughs> kind of what's the word. We go off on a topic the other doesn't care about. Yeah, and one of us sort of stops paying attention to yeah. the other. What we do is we take out our phones and play that clip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Someone was actually talking in the Dunstan Discord. That's what I was looking at. I was doing a show business. Oh, well, okay then. The, but Die Hard. Die Hard 1, which is the movie we watched yes. for today. Yes. Um, this was a movie. D- d- when did you first see Die Hard? Oh, wow. Uh I mean, probably in my childhood. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's and it's. It, I mean, like, it's pretty brutal. 
Die Hard was not the first rated R movie I ever watched, but it was the first rated R movie that I saw parts of. My parents, my parents both really liked the film, and they would mm. always let me watch parts of it, even when I was like a little kid. What, were any of the Star Trek films rated R? No, certainly not. Okay. What are you talking about? Are you thinking of the there was there was a rumor for a moment that Quentin Tarantino was going to direct an R-rated Star Trek movie? I thought maybe one of the one of the Patrick Stewart ones was rated R. What are you fucking talking about? An R-rated Star Trek? Yeah, why not? From the Patrick Stewart era? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, why would you think that happened? I was trying to think of my first R-rated movie. <laughs> why would why would you? What's Andrew, a, huh. you gotta you gotta know how buck wild that idea is. No, that's pretty. That sounds pretty normal to what me. What would you imagine happens in a Patrick Stewart Star Trek movie that would make it rated R? Because let me tell you, Next Generation was if anything more tame than the original series. But then, didn't the movies just get out of control? Not really. I no. mean, they got out of control, sort of thematically. I would say, <laughs> uh, in the in in Star Trek Nemesis, uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart has a clone played by Tom Hardy. I would describe that as out of control. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw Nemesis in theaters. I really want I want you to tell me what in your mind could theoretically happen in a Star Trek movie that would make it R-rated. Yeah, maybe like a lot of violence. <laughs> maybe a butt. Yeah, but you can show a butt in a, in a PG-13 movie. That's true. We saw the Hulk's butt. We saw the Hulk's butt, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what's that one, um, what's that movie where Harrison Ford is the president and the plane is bad? Air Force One. Is that rated R? I, yes. I saw that in theaters. Okay. And I was a child. Okay. That probably is my first R-rated movie. Okay. I mean, that 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 is famously, everyone talked about how after Die Hard, every movie was Die Hard on a blank. That was the classic Die Hard on a plane. But he was the president, too. Yeah. That's like... An extra layer. That's an extra layer. <laughs> yeah. Because then, then, then that was the whole bunch of movies where the president is a badass action star. Sure. There were several of those. Olympus has fallen. And then the other one? I'm just going to let you keep a, going. A Fear of Sudden Danger. <laughs> That's a movie. Okay, you're thinking of clear and present danger, <laughs> and that the connection there is not that character was not the president. That was just another Harrison Ford movie. Wasn't Harrison Ford the president? I believe that Harrison Ford was Jack Ryan in that movie. As a matter of fact, Jack Ryan is our president now. Right? <laughs> He's not. No. Jack Harrison Ryan Ford is, is our, our president. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Much like Ronald Reagan, he was an actor turned president. Sure, okay. sure. Uh, but let's talk about Die Hard. Let's talk about Die Hard. Uh, Did the film hold up for you? Sure. I enjoyed I it. Know. I thought it was a fun time. <clears throat> I actually, um, a well, lot of... Of course, a science fiction premise, a good cop. Um, <laughs> sure. I feel like it's important to get that out anytime. I feel like it's important to make that, our, or at least my stance known. S- so, but when we're talking about a film that stars a cop. Do you do you still watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, I'm not cut up. I don't not watch it. Okay. I'm just not cut up. So a lot of my diehard knowledge and continuing knowledge of diehard comes from is, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's very secondhand from pop culture, sure. specifically Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Uh, and there was even a, a a recent episode where it very much references some very specific stuff, and I was just like, I guess those are character names yeah like i just really had no connection whatsoever yeah you don't know about holly Gennaro? no <laughs> or bonnie bedelia who played That's her played who she played yeah those were definitely things they've mentioned i was like i guess those are names yeah like i just don't it just didn't stick with me okay um 
but I, I, it's fun. Yeah. I like, I mean, uh, Alan Rickman. Sure. Is Who doesn't like Alan fantastic. Rickman? Yeah. You don't know Mr. Takagi? <laughs> I'm trying to pull out more deep cut uh, yeah. diehard names. Definitely. I mean, Hans Gruber is, is up there. Yeah. Uh, I especially, I always forget about it. The scene where he pretends to be American. American? Bill Clay. Oh my God. I love that. That here's a I've, that scene I've always actually kind of hated that scene because I don't think it's a convincing American accent. I don't think it matters. Oh God! Oh God! No! No! That's how he talks. I don't think it matters. <laughs> What's your name? Clay. <laughs> Bill Clay. That's how he fucking talks. I I like when a movie finds a reason for the hero and the villain to meet, to and, meet. and one of them doesn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Sure. I agree with you on that part. Yeah. But that accent. There's like stuff. That's one of those like famous movie anecdotes where you read about how that scene wasn't going to be in the movie until like on set they discovered that Alan Rickman does such a great American accent. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. No, he does not. Yeah. I like and I even like the tension where he's trying to go towards where he's hidden the gun. Yeah. That's fun. And he and uh, John McClane is like, no, no, we got to go this way. Yeah. Like that's exciting. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah. There are parts of that scene I like. I just that accent, that accent mm-hmm. always bothers me. And then I always forget about the um, the last second where where the the guy that you thought was dead comes back so that Pal can shoot him. Yeah. To get over to having shot a kid. Yeah. Where one time ever a cop features some kind of consequence for his horrible actions. Yeah. Uh, and just uh, goes right back on that and learns to learns to shoot citizens again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm shitting all over this movie that I picked. <laughs> yeah, you picked it. You picked this very cop centric cop hero movie. Yeah, I mean, true. Um, There's even like parts of the movie where uh, uh, his th- it's not his ex wife. They're just separated, right? Yeah. It's where she's she's defending him. It's like another guy's like, "What is he doing?" And she's like, "He's, he's doing, doing his, his job." job. Yeah, it's, it's like, pretty bad. He's not even in his fucking city. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a cop is not just like a nationwide get to do what you fucking want. Yeah, like he should be in with them. It's yeah, a, he's doing this kind of hero routine, and it's not. It it could have all turned out very badly because it's a yeah. movie we know it's going to turn out great. Yeah, but in real life, yeah, it's 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 it fuels this kind of. Um, real life fantasy that people have of the good guy with the gun can take yeah, out all the bad guys with a gun that exists. Really just disastrous messaging in this movie, but it's, it's a yeah. fun action movie. I, yeah, it's a fun action movie. I'm not going to yeah. deny that much, but I'm just, I will say that it, um, it's, it's got some, like you look at it today with different eyes. Let's talk about fist with your toes. Oh, sure. Um, famous setup in this movie. I, yeah, it's so early. Um, so right right at the start of the movie, mm-hmm. John McClane's on a plane. He's got a gun on a plane because he's a cop, and that's just a normal thing to do in 1988. Yeah, that's... 1988. Before, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, this was before yeah. planes were safer, question When mark? you just had to flash your badge and you could bring a gun on. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Um, he's talking to he's talking to a guy and he's like, hey, you don't like flying, huh? And John McClane's like, nah, I don't. it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, hey, here's the secret to getting through flying. Second you get off the plane, you go somewhere, you take off your shoes and your socks, and you stand on the carpet, and you make fists with your toes. That's not how to get through a flight. That doesn't help you on the flight. No, it doesn't. I've uh, This is another thing that's always bothered me about the film. That guy always pitches that as like, hey, this will help you get through this flight. But no, it just makes you maybe feel better after the flight. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
That's true. I could I could see it as a grounding. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, I'm uneasy. I'm in a place I don't know. Yeah. You ground yourself. But sure. When you're on the plane, you can't think, oh, in three hours, I'm going to ground myself. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. That's nothing, you no, asshole. No, no. And then because John McClane is doing that when the when the bad boys show up. The bad he, boys. <laughs> Will Smith. and <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. I, I had to try so hard not to say, say Martin, Martin Short. Short. Yeah. What if they made Bad Boys 3, <laughs> but it was Will Smith and Martin Short? Yeah. 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 That'd be good. Anyway. They are making Bad Boys 3, aren't they? I believe they are. And it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to feature two female leads somehow. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with the production That's what of I, Bad Boys 3. I had heard. Okay. I, I believe you. I, I hadn't heard that. I can't even, at this point, even remember if I've seen the first one. Um, I mean, it's a Michael Bay movie. That's what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, anyway so what the bad boys show up and that's why he's barefoot and steps in glass which then leads to yeah famously it's famously a problem for him that he's barefoot Mm -hmm. um but then there's the moment let's talk about this so after hans has discovered that he is barefoot yeah uh he's telling his 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 little buddy hey shoot the glass and -hmm. he says it like three times in german to this german man yeah and then in order to make him understand that he repeats it in english and i've never understood that moment hmm like he says it in German, and then the the native German speaker looks at him puzzled, and then he says again in English, "Shoot the glass," and then that's when he shoots the glass. Hmm. That just seems very strange to that me. Is maybe I mean the only thing that I could think of is that he just wouldn't understand why he's being told to shoot the glass. Yeah, and so he just keeps repeating it, and then he switches to another language he knows he know. Yeah, I guess. But even that is odd. It's just a weird moment. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we're not even going to discuss the changing color of the tank top. We can discuss the changing color of the tank top. I, First it's white, then it's brown. Yeah, I couldn't keep track of it. It was just... Well, it only changes once. Once it changes to brown, it never changes back. Okay. I, do you think... What, what, what do we think happened? I'll tell you my theory. Okay. This is my theory. I think... Oh, well, I have two theories. Okay. One... First theory is, in their mind, they... They imagine the tank top getting dirtier and dirtier, uh, and then such to the point where eventually we get so dirty that the switch to brown is not really noticeable. Yeah. That didn't work out, obviously. It's very noticeable. Yeah, yeah. My other theory is that at a certain point, they were like, fucking hell, it's as hard to keep up the continuity with how much blood he should have on this white tank top. We're just going to switch it to brown. Mm. Consequences be damned. I like your first theory. Yeah. May I present a third? Okay. They, whoever was in charge of continuity got fired. <laughs> they hired someone new and they just ran with whatever they had. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Because that is a big one. Yeah. I think that is a big one. Um, what do you What do you think of that? This is a. This is. I'm always fascinated that this is based on a book. Yes. That is a sequel. Yes. To a, a book that yeah. was adapted into a film starring Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. And well, specifically, the author wrote another book so that a movie could be made starring Frank Sinatra again. Yeah. He was like, oh, shit, my first book with Frank Sinatra was so good. Yeah. I should make another. They did, and then it took so many years Yeah, that it just didn't end up working out. And eventually became Die Hard. Yeah. 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 It's weird. That's weird. Have you ever watched that Frank Sinatra movie? No, actually. Me neither. Yeah. The Detective? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) I think McLean's the only name that stays the same. Yeah. Because in the the book, it's his daughter, not his wife. Yeah. Um, And even it's not Hans Gruber. It's another Gruber. Franz Gruber. Something like that. 
and I I can't remember how because I, I was reading about it and I was like, God, this is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird history. Yeah, yeah. Also, there's like the weird thing where uh, at one point Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to be cast. And then, yes. So then in the movie, he sarcastically refers to himself as Arnold Schwarzenegger at one point. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, I like the scene where he jumps with the fire hose. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. I love a, a character kicking in a window scene. Sure. And he had to shoot it first. You know what this movie features? Huh. I think a, a quintessential weird instance of a character just hanging up the phone on someone without saying goodbye. Mm. When uh, when Holly is talking to like her, her nanny for her kids, mm. her nanny is like, oh, yeah, I already made up a spare room for Mr. McLean. And she just says, what would I do without you, Paulina? Hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird That's as hell. That's pretty good. Um, also, one point early in the film, I had never noticed this before, but she uh, it's she seems to call the character Alice Harry, which is not his name. I don't know who any of that character. Alice is the fucking cokehead who's like Hans Booby. Let me make this deal oh, with sure, you. The real sure. sleazeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe the sleaziest movie sleazeball of all time. Yeah, and a real fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, just, just the a fucking absolute dumb asshole. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love him for that though. That actor just really goes one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. He's really like, look, Hans, we'll make your movie tomorrow. Today, I'll make you a deal. <laughs> what is that? I, I don't know. That's a character. That's yeah. his. That's his whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are we done with Die Hard? Yeah, I think we're done with Die Hard. Okay, we've killed Die Hard. Yes, we it's, beat Die Hard. It's died the hardest. Okay. Do you? You just said we beat Die Hard. Isn't yeah. there a um, uh, uh, an arcade gun game? That's Die Hard themed. I, I can tell. But then you. they don't have any of the rights to the likenesses, of course. Is it because uh, so Jack Courtney is, is the video is, game man because he's the most plain Bruce Will Bruce? Yeah, Bruce. Bruce Willis. Bruce that's Willis. His, that's his full name. People don't realize. Mm-hmm. Is he a secret Scientologist? Is that why? No, I think just it's that weird thing where um, when they don't like when a movie was made before a certain but you know time they didn't think it, right? yeah, I know what you're <laughs> when it's made before a certain time they just didn't think to get the rights for video game likenesses Tom, Tom Cruise refer, refuses to allow his likeness to be captured in a video game so in Minority Report it was Clancy Brown Clancy Brown yeah weird replacement too yeah my good friend Clancy Brown your good friend Clancy Brown who you very noticeably recorded a podcast with twice yeah and he was mad because I, I screwed it up the first time <laughs> It's a real. I sometimes I think on that moment where Clancy Brown yelled at me. <laughs> it's both a joy and a terror. Yeah. Uh, back in the minute. Yep. Okay, so he's he's taken all the Dunstan. Yeah. Taken all the diamonds. He's taken all the jewels. Jewels and necklaces and bracelets and earrings and pendants and it's just everything. Yeah. It really is. Um, so he puts them all into his fanny pack. Yeah. Which he'd already put some things into. Fanny packs are supply, surprisingly resolute in how much you can fill them. Oh, yeah. Did you ever wear a fanny pack? Of course I did. I was a kid okay. in the 90s. What are you talking Good. about? Of course Same I did. <laughs> here. Kept my I, Game Boy in it. I would famously wear a fanny pack to Disneyland. For sure. That's and the perfect place to wear a fanny yeah, pack. I would keep snacks and toys and games and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I also think somehow children even ourselves as children yeah we find ways to put a lot of things in pockets agreed i would keep a whole lunch in my pocket as a child sure and it would surprise people when i'd reach in my pocket and pull out a sandwich and a sunny d yeah 
and it was just yeah. Yeah, we should clarify. I guess uh, children wearing uh, clothes made and marketed towards boys. Because sure. clothes made and marketed towards girls do not have those pockets. G- generally, yeah. yeah, girls' clothing does not have pockets, and yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, that's it's it's. I I always love whenever that's that's the draw of like. Uh, one girl compliments another and says, I love your skirt. And the other girl just says, it has pockets. Of course. Like that's, that's I've had that exchange many times. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's really fun. I've been on both sides of that exchange. Uh huh. Um, so he's filled the fanny pack. Yes. Uh, and now he's, he's climbing out. Mm-hmm. I noticed a little mistake in the movie. Here we go. Uh, get him on the inside. Fuck him up. Andrew, as he goes out the window. Yeah. On the inside of that room, the light's still on. Yeah. And we saw Dunstan turn the light off. Mm. This is not Motel 6. He's not going to leave the light light on for you. you. Who's Tom Braveport? Oh. Tom. (laughs) Is that a person? I I thought you were referencing the guy from the Motel 6, but that's not. Well, I always forget the guy from the Motel 6. That's Tom Bodette. Tom Bodette. I don't know who Tom Breveport is. That's a name, though, is that right? a sport man? It could be. It's just a name that, I, like that a keeps man. popping into my head. That's weird. You should look it up. <laughs> I need, look, let's yeah, look, look it up, up live right on now. air. Yeah. We're going to do it. Because Tom Bodette is the Motel 6 guy. And in, uh, now, in, in what way is Tom Bodette the Motel 6 guy? He's because the I'll voice. be honest, I, I remember him only from uh, The Adventure Zone. Yeah, but that's they get that bit from the Motel 6 commercial because he's the voice that says we'll leave the light on for Does you. he say I'm Tom Bodette? I think so. Okay. According to Wikipedia, Tom Breveport is not a person. <laughs> well, you just got to straight up Google it. I'm going to straight up Google it. What if this is just like a, an elementary school friend of mine that I've Yeah, forgotten? I was going to say, what if this is just a name of someone you know? Yeah. I don't think that's going to turn up on Google. There is an American comic book editor, editor named Tom Breevort. Okay. I don't think that's who I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is just not a person. <laughs> Wow. Where is this name coming from? I don't... It, the name is coming from inside the house. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's not... <laughs> there, we have no answer here. All right, so Dunstan, he starts climbing up up the pipe. Now, let's let's take a moment for this. Yeah. In the earlier minute, when Dunstan went to this room, he climbed up from a lower floor... Yeah. ...out of his window mm-hmm. into... Mrs. De La Croce's window. Yes. Now leaving the scene of the crime, yeah. he's climbing up again. Well, I believe that is because he has heard the commotion on the roof and is curious. Oh, that okay. is my belief. Okay. I don't know if I I don't know if that sits with me. Okay. I Well he, I, but here's the thing. Hmm. Fuck you. Because we see that he does not go back to his room. He goes and he sits on a ledge. This is true. So we I don't I, I don't consider this a mistake because we know that he is at the very least not going back to his room. I don't think it's a mistake. I think it's it's either it's part of the plan to escape a different way so that it doesn't directly lead back to uh, Lord Rutledge's room. Okay. Or he's going to drop off the... I don't remember how this goes, honestly. I don't we, think this is part of the plan at all. I think Dunstan's just getting distracted. He's just going rogue? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's He's possible. making like James Bond and every James Bond move for the last 15 years and going rogue. Yeah. He really needs to just take the straight and narrow, huh? Yeah. Just be a regular dude. Yeah. Do was that name reveal fake? What name reveal? Of the of the new Bond movie? I didn't see it. I think it was fake. Okay. I think it was something stupid, and people were like, "Oh, that's not the real name." I don't know how it got out though. What do they call it? Mustache fingers? No, it was like Smallfoot. Like it had some. <laughs> I know that's the name of a real 
starring Yeti Channing film starring Channing Tatum. Tatum and Zendaya is Michi. What was that? You seen that video, right? No. Okay. Um, I I I try to ignore internet things. Sure. Who are you? I'm. You know. Don't you know? Okay. What was I gonna say? You know me. What was the last time you saw Channing Tatum in a, a live action movie? Buddy. Twenty two Jump Street. Did I see him after that? That's I what I'm have. saying. I feel like Channing's been. I feel like he's been gone for a little bit i must have seen him after that should we look up chang tatum on imdb right now yeah yeah we might as well this is important this is very important this is a real i would call this a lackadaisical episode yeah yeah it's got a weird energy i'm sorry i'm sorry that i'm bringing that you're sick i'm hungry i'm thinking about hot dogs (laughs) you're thinking about hot dogs how can you record a podcast when you're thinking about hot dogs i got a real strong hot dog craving right now do you have hot dogs in the house you're gonna have to export them i'll tell you i do live very close to costco though Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to hit up that H Mart. This is now completely off topic. <laughs> you, you should. Brought, have. You, you brought up uh, in an outside source. You brought up corn, corn, or I brought up corn chi. I guess. Uh, I didn't I'll tell you, I saw, I, was. I saw him in theaters in live action situation twice in 2017, and not since then. Oh, he was in Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Terrible movie, and yes. Yeah, so bad it it for me it hurt the original. And also. I already hated the original, but also frustrating in that Channing Tatum was all over the trailer and then barely in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the other movie? Logan Lucky. Oh, Lest right. we forget. Take Me Home, Country Roads. Yeah, yeah. And then he was on six episodes of some TV show I've never heard of called Comrade Detective. Oh, that's um, that's a weird one. I think it's on Amazon. He, he just does a voice. Okay. The premise of the show is I'm, that... I don't care. I'm looking at it right now. I've already read the premise and not cared about it, so good. you don't need to repeat it out Perfect. loud. Perfect. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then before that, in 2016, he had that great role on Hail Caesar. Right. He was the dancing boy. But no no live action for him in 2018, which I got to say, that was a disappointment. Hmm. I'd like to, I would like to see Channing on screen again. Yeah. I wonder what's going on there. You know, Yetis are big right now. Yes, I just saw right. Yetis are Yetis are always big. Get it? Because they're just, physically large. Yeah, I just saw a trailer for another children's film. Is this the Wallace and Gromit people one? No. See, there is a well, there is. See, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There's this is a third one. Yeah. By my count. Yeah, just I would called agree. Abominable. Yes, I've seen. I got it. You I, saw that one? I've seen the ad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I also um, got invited to a test screening of it, but I didn't go. Mm-hmm. I think you made the right choice. It looks yeah. pretty fucking dumb. Yeah. The, the Wallace and Gromit one looks the best. Or I guess that's Laika, isn't it? That's not Wallace and Gromit. I think you, you're right. Yeah. Unless Laika is somehow made up of former Wallace and Gromit. The Wallace and Gromit people are... They did have a new movie coming out, though. And it's about a Yeti? I don't think so. Okay. I think I was just confused. Is it Shaun the Sheep? Because didn't they also do that? There is somehow a new Shaun the Sheep movie coming out. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, that's a property that I really just checked out on. <laughs> Can we end this episode? Well, we're still going. We haven't even gotten to Kyle yet. We pan up, pan up the side of the well, building. We watched the minute together. <laughs> huh? You just said out loud, Kyle, at one point. <laughs> I didn't remember which one he was. Sure. The camera pans up from from Dunstan's climbing. Yeah. Up the side of the uh, majestic hotel, and yes. we get to presumably the roof. Uh, well. We s- yeah. Let's. It's a big well there. There's roof, but then there's also more, more hotel. There's a greenhouse, I'd say. There's a greenhouse, and then there's a whole other tower behind him. Yeah, it's odd. And also, you know what's on the outside of that other tower? Huh. Some outside stairs. Oh, my God. I, let me tell you something you may not know about me. Uh-huh. I love a good outside stairs. 
Well, then you you like a good fire escape. Yes. Yeah. This I've is... never been on a fire escape because I've never been to New York land of fire escapes. Oh. Um, but I tell you, they're real exciting to me. Something Did you never go to, the, like... go to the fire escape at my Long Beach place? That was no. technically a fire escape. No. Oh, my God. You never allowed me. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I guess it was the smoking section and you weren't really yeah. doing that. Uh, so Kyle is walking Neil. Yes. It seems to me it's, like the people who made this movie, for none of them had dogs, and they all forgot why you walk a dog. I, it's either that, or they're they're playing with the idea that Kyle is so fucking dumb. I don't think they're playing with that idea. <laughs> I don't, because none of it makes sense, what's no. going on right here. He is just running the dog back and forth in very short laps. Yeah. And sort of, like, chanting like he's a fitness instructor almost. Yes. Yeah. He's like left, right, left paw, right paw. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like he's exercising the dog. Yeah. But this is not an area where the dog can go to the bathroom, which again is why you walk a dog. It does look like. I mean, you walk a dog for exercise too, but going to the bathroom is the main priority, I would say. I, I, well, especially in a hotel. Yes. Where they don't have another place to go. Yes. Um, I, I, I would think what they're walking on does, it may be as AstroTurf. gravel to me. Yeah. It's something weird. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, there is no real, like, here is a grass or dirt spot. Yeah. And there's, like, it's like there's gravel, but also in the background, there's, like, a classic uh, New York City vent with steam coming out of it. Well, there's, like, two vents on that roof yeah. that are, like, at foot level. Yeah. It's very odd. Yes. I don't, none of it makes it's sense to me. It's the strangest thing. It's a very strange rooftop area. Yeah. Um, And then right at the end... Uh, Neil kind of stops, looks at the edge, the ledge, gr- grumbles a little. Not quite a full bark. No. You know what I wrote down in this moment in my uh, notes? Neil is handsome. Oh, yeah. We can both agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle says, what's the matter? Yeah. We, we get a view of the ledge. Yep. And then we get a very brief view of Dunstan mm-hmm. sitting just below the ledge on some kind of another ledge. Yes. And that's it. He, he kind of looks up and then that's it. Yeah, end of minute. minute. Uh, you can find me at other podcasts. Thank God, this is such over. Such as Nothing New, a remake podcast, benvinart.com slash nothing new. And it's on my list. It's on my list. It's on my list. If because I say it three it's times. On, it's on. It's on my list. You know that song? No. <laughs> the real version. I was pretty abstracted from the real version. The real okay. version is because your kiss, your kiss is on my lips wow you know that song no you're the third person in the last couple days that i've sung that song to and no one knows this fucking song but me i don't know how i would you know i don't know music it's on the radio all the time i feel like it's and it's like one of those like oldies it's on the radio all the time yeah i don't listen to radio but it's been on the radio all the time consistently like since the 90s i do you even know who it's by like no oh okay if you're on Twitter at tell me and you know that song, tell me. Okay. I mean, a guy can easily look up. I'm not trying to figure out who it's by. I just want some validation that someone else knows that fucking song that I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, so tweet at me at very cool Emily if you if you are aware of that song. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, it's on my list. Uh, it's on my list. Pod uh, And you can find me on you know Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I stream a couple times a week. 
If something's three, would you say, how do you feel about that? If something is three? Yes. Thrice? Well, no, because I know that's a word. Okay. But you've got thrice. Here's the thing. You can say couple, and it's like sort of, you're not saying two, but you're saying two. It's in that nice, pleasant ground, right? Yeah. You can say few, yeah. and it's like you're saying four, but you're not saying four. Oh, few to me has always been three. Ooh, I hard disagree. It's three to four. See, to me, uh, few is four, and depending, I mean, depending on context, mm-hmm. few can go as high as ten, I would say. Oh, ten is never a few. Well, that's the thing. I think in in, in certain circumstances, ten can be a few, hmm. depending on what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. that's very rare, I would say. Mm-hmm. Generally, I would say a few is four to six. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you, when you you want to you want to say a word that's not thrice, but it's three times. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're suggesting few does work in that instance. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. You stream a few times a week. All right. I stream a few times a week. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm done. I've, I've looked it up and apparently it's not even lips. It's list. So it is list. Yeah. It's on my list. And it's a Hall and Oates song. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Does it make uh, sense? That I feel like I, I feel like I'm more of a Hall & Oates fan than the average person, mm-hmm. but less of a Hall & Oates fan than an actual Hall & Oates fan. Well, of course. I feel like that's that's the zone I, I sit in. <laughs> Good. God. I'm glad you're there. You can find us on the show on Twitter, yeah. at Majestic Hotel NY, yeah. on Instagram, uh, Dunstan Checks Men Pod. <laughs> I think. Email us, DunstanCheckSmen at gmail.com. Oh, God. Uh, find us on YouTube search for Dunstan Checks Men every week I put up uh, a mashup of the trailer of the film we're talking about with the minute yeah. that it is paired with yes uh, and uh, you know what's the other thing Patreon patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men no it's just Dunstan slash Dunstan there with an is. O uh, and then uh, you know you can always leave us a review on Apple iTunes and this week, your review challenge. You have one? Yeah. Okay. Is, I just want the, so five stars. Give us five stars. And uh, then in the text obviously. of your review, text this is review. what you're going to say. I want the title. The title? Is that how that works? I think reviews have titles <laughs> and do. then the words. They do. The title of your review should be the color of your favorite piece of clothing. Okay. And then the text of the review is just a very basic description of what that piece of clothing is we've already done describe your favorite piece of clothing no we didn't we have oh my god we for sure have no way yes well this one's different because you have to put the topic as your color <laughs> i don't know i'll give you what i had in mind for mine okay it's a real simple one okay here's okay so i'm also i'm gonna i have taken a little inspiration from you as well okay and the title so give us five stars mm. and then i want word for word i want this to be the title of your review mm-hmm. the title is gonna be let me count the ways in which i see you and then i want you to list in the, the text of your review i want you to just list as many different shades of the color red as you can mm. off the top of your head Mm. Wow, that's a good one. We're checking out. No, we have to do. We are not checking out yet because we have to say the name of the movie for next oh, week. Shit, um, which is your movie? It's my pick. Minute twenty-eight will be paired with 
uh, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Yes. And until next week. We're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. (laughs) That's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>